0: Get my video
1: good. Yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Namek vs. Same podcast. This is episode 8. Uh, we are closing in on episode 10, which is a milestone episode. But so is episode 8. Uh, I'm Patrick Shanley, editor with The Hollywood Reporter. Joining me, as always, is my friend and co host, Edmund Arnold. Edmund, how are you doing?
0: Fantastic! I'm doing absolutely fantastic.
1: Is that for real, or are you just yeah, saying that for radio?
0: That's that's absolutely for real. I'm I just saw Spider-Man this morning. Ooh! I feel good about myself. I feel good about Marvel movies. It might be my favorite superhero movie of all time. Wow! I loved it. I loved every minute of it.
1: How do you feel about young Mister Tom Holland as Spider-Man?
0: He was the perfect Peter Parker.
1: He is he right.
0: From Everyone, yeah, he's the perfect Peter Parker. I think they finally. I think Toby Maguire did a great job in the original one. Mm-hmm. I love the first two Spider Mans. They botched the third one, as everyone would tell you. Andrew Garfield was okay, too much, too handsome. He was <laughs> he was too cool. I couldn't see him as a nerd. Right. But Tom Holland kind of nails it. Everything about the movie was just perfect. It was a fantastic, fantastic movie.
1: How's my girls and it?
0: She's fantastic. Yeah? I think people are going to be mad at what they did with her character, but she's great. Oh, wow. So I'm not going to spoil anything. And it's literally in the last, like, ten seconds of the movie. And it's not a big deal. I hope. I liked it. So we'll see. We shall see.
1: Well, there will likely be another Tom Holland, Zendaya, Spider-Man in the near future.
0: I, and I, I'm excited. I can't wait. Because this movie was just... Marvel does a great job of building movies around their superheroes that DC hasn't really learned that. You know, DC just plops these superheroes into subpar plots terribly written movies. But Marvel does a, a great job of just building a world around their characters, and I just loved it. I loved it.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear you be positive about something. Uh, this was a... I'm not going to say slow week, but more of a bizarre week in the news that the the big stories from this week were kind of funny to me, not so much as like breaking exciting news like the SNES Mini or any of the E3 news. Uh, the biggest story, or the one that caught my attention the most, was a lot of Crash Bandicoot stories this week.
0: Yeah, a lot of Crash Bandicoot stories, which is stupid, but hooray for Crash Bandicoot Remaster. It's doing very well across overseas.
1: In UK, it outsold all the copies of Horizon Zero Dawn, this game that everyone is praising so much. And Crash Bandicoot just comes in and smushes it.
0: Not only that, I think it's, uh, I read somewhere, it was the fastest selling game that's been out in the United Kingdom. And it's best selling game out there besides Wildlands. And the only reason why Wildlands is selling better than that is because it's being released on all of the systems. So this is kind of crazy.
1: Crash Bandicoot's no joke. This is Crash Bandicoot is only on the PS4, and it might be on PC, but as far as the consoles go, it's only on PS4, so it's an exclusive, and it's still selling like this.
0: Yeah, it's insane. People love Crash Bandicoot, man.
1: Are you not a Crash Bandicoot fan?
0: I just don't like remasters, and they every every time a remaster sells well, I'm just like, oh, here we go with the new remasters.
1: It's the reboot thing in movies. It's everybody wants to relive things from 20 years ago when everything was happy and fun. And everyone hates being an adult. I think we're a generation that doesn't like to be adults. Yeah, that's true. We just want to relive our glory days.
0: We're also the generation that aren't adults. We can't grow up. (laughs) There's
1: also that part of it too, yeah.
0: Which is sad in itself. But hopefully, I'm going to be optimistic. Hopefully this opens doors for a new Crash Bandicoot. They see the clamoring for an old Mm -hmm. remaster version of Crash Bandicoot. So they'll say, hey, let's do a new one. See what we can do.
1: I mean god knows they made enough Crash Bandicoots back in the early 2000s and late 90s that I mean, if they haven't tapped that well completely dry at this point I think there's I think there's a market there's clearly a market for a new Crash Bandicoot game but I'd also be interesting to see Naughty Dog has come such a long way since they first created Crash Bandicoot uh, and they've made some fantastic games not that was Crash it, Bandicoot is a bad game
0: was it Naughty Dog the yeah. first mhm really
1: yeah Naughty Dog the people who did uh, uncharted
0: yeah, I know they did Uncharted, but I didn't know that they did uh, Crash Bandicoot. That's kind of crazy.
1: That's how they start, man. You gotta start. Yeah. You gotta start small so you can get big.
0: You gotta start with garbage, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everything is garbage to you.
0: I just I don't know. I played Crash Bandicoot. I
1: had it for the PlayStation. I think everyone had it for the PlayStation.
0: I think you had to have it. I just, I don't know why I'm so anti Crash Bandicoot. I don't know if he like broke into my house one night and touched me when I was a kid. I have no idea what happened. Man. I, I love Crash Bandicoot. I really
1: do. I don't know if I would fork over the cash for the remaster, but I do enjoy me some Crash Bandicoot. Uh, one thing that I'm seeing though is that it's a little bit harder than it used to be, apparently.
0: Yeah, I saw multiple complaints about how people couldn't complete it because the end game is just really hard.
1: Okay, so here's my question then Is the game harder or are people less. Are people worse at video games?
0: Oh, good question. And, good question. Or, I think people are worse at platformers. That,
1: okay, that was that's how I should have phrased it. Is it is it that people haven't played these types of video games as much lately?
0: I don't remember Crash Bandicoot being hard. I never completed it because I was I don't I don't remember ever completing it when I was a kid. But I can't remember if it was hard back when it originally came out. I mean, it
1: convenient. wasn't. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't like Donkey Kong Country two levels of
0: hard. <laughs> you and that Donkey Kong Country. It's the <laughs> hardest
1: game ever made.
0: Was it the hardest game ever made? It's not easy. Obviously not harder than Crash Bandicoot, apparently. It would seem
1: so. (laughs) Crash Bandicoot is apparently the hardest game of all time. There's an article on Polygon right now that I'm looking at, and it's talking about how the the jumps are a little bit different in the Insane Trilogy, uh, the new released Crash Bandicoot revamp. Uh, The
0: jumps are a little bit different?
1: They're saying that the jumps, you fall a little bit faster, there's a bit of a sliding component, Uh more slippery jump mechanic Uh than in the past. All right, so my major memories of Crash Bandicoot are running away from that giant Indiana Jones ball. Um, Do you remember that level?
0: Yeah, that's the only thing I do remember. I think it's in the first level. Yeah, Yeah, it's 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 the only thing people play in Crash Bandicoot. Right,
1: and it's awesome, but it's not easy to do. It it wasn't easy back then. It's got to be super hard now if you're slipping all off of stuff. That part, I do remember being hard.
0: And that was the first level, I think. I don't think that was far in the game at all.
1: Yeah, Crash Bandicoot doesn't mess around, man. It's either you're here, you show up ready to play, or you get out of Crash Bandicoot's jungle.
0: No, but that's really embarrassing that we can only remember the first part of that game, and people are complaining like the end of the game. I don't remember. I don't remember getting that far. I don't think that game hooked me like these other, like the Mario's and these other platforming games that really have a way to hook you.
1: Take away Mario, what type of platformer? What's your go-to platformer?
0: Mario,
1: really? So, do you are you just not a platformer fan? Sonic, I like Sonic. <sighs> Sonic's another one of those ones, man. Where like I remember bits and pieces of Sonic,
0: but I mean everything was a like repeat of. I mean, you have your brawlers. I like. I think I like brawlers more than I like platformers because I can I could point out more brawlers that I can go to rather than platformers because you have like your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh
1: God, so good! And then your, your Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you have so many, I I think I like brawlers more. I think maybe you're right. Maybe I don't like platformers. I think you just pointed something out.
1: We're learning so much about you. I think
0: so. I never really thought about it.
1: This is psychology at work.
0: I know. Video game psychology. Here we go. Hey,
1: it's a real thing. All right. It started here. We'll have books written about us. I imagine I'll be bronzed somewhere.
0: I'm going to go back to school.
1: Yeah, let's not go crazy about it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go back to school for video game psychology.
1: <laughs> crash Bandicoot crash 101. Crowd.
0: Get my master's in video game psychology and walk around, strut my stuff.
1: You see, Crash Bandicoot is just its enriching people's lives.
0: I guess. I don't know, man. I, I just don't know why I'm so anti. Because these spins and you have to collect peaches. It's just Stupid.
1: He's kind of okay. So I don't know enough about Bandicoot biology to understand a lot of the things that are happening in Crash Bandicoot. No,
0: we're not talking about animals again. Uh, this is,
1: hap- this is happening. This is happening. I imagine they eat peaches. That's why there's peaches in there. Also, did you know that Crash Bandicoot wore gloves? Because I did not until this new remaster came out.
0: He didn't wear gloves. He,
1: he's wearing gloves. I'm looking at him right now. He has little driving gloves.
0: No, those are like little like beat you up gloves. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to think like anyone who's gonna beat you up wore those type of gloves. Because they're not full gloves; they're like you know the gloves that you wear over kind of kind of your hand. gloves. Yeah, they're
1: made to beat people up with.
0: They are. It's like cr- padding to punch me in the face.
1: Well, Crash Bandicoot does kind of go around hurting a lot of things, so the theory checks out.
0: <laughs> it's hard to make a, a comparison to Crash. I'm getting really upset. I'm sorry. Let me calm down real quick. All right,
1: take a take a deep breath. Trying. I saw,
0: like, some tweets of people saying, like, oh, Crash Bandicoot outsold Horizon. This is a major thing. Horizon's a new IP. Uh, Horizon isn't a, a mature game. Crash Bandicoot, you can buy for your children. So the comparison is it's, it's hard, you know what I mean? And I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, trying to compare these two games on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And just, like, you can't do that. I'm sorry. You can't do that. And Crash Bandicoot's familiar for people. right? So, of course, it's going to pick this game up.
1: Right. It, it's like... um. Every Transformers movie makes a bajillion dollars. This last one, notwithstanding, though, it did pretty well overseas. Uh, and it's because people know Transform- Transformers. Transformers been around for 30 years. And they're like, oh, how come Edgar Wright and all Alejandro Iñárritu's movies aren't making as much as the Transformers movies? And be like, because it demands a lot more out of you to watch those movies. You're not bringing your kid into the Revenant.
0: Oh, of course not. No, you're not.
1: Which was a hit. That was a bad example. Maybe Birdman's a better example, but still.
0: Oh, Birdman.
1: Oh, God. Let me tell you So, Speaking of Birdman.
0: <laughs> speaking of Birdman and Michael Keaton.
1: Oh, that guy loves birds.
0: And he plays very good birds. Let me tell you. Best Marvel villain ever.
1: Get Oh, that is a bold claim. Better than Loki?
0: Next to Loki. If you see him as in, in as many movies as Loki, yes, probably. Probably. Because his this was kind of like his origin story in a way also. And man, he's, oh my gosh, he he did such a great job.
1: Michael Keaton is a phenomenal, phenomenal actor.
0: Yes, yes. And he's not a remaster like Crash Bandicoot. No,
1: he is OG.
0: Authentic, new IP, just wonderful, great actor.
1: What I think is funny about Crash Bandicoot, and especially like his lasting legacy that we're still seeing here, is that Crash Bandicoot is kind of a ripoff of like, he's like a composite of like four different characters. Like he's like Taz from uh, Looney Tunes, he's sort of like Sonic the Hedgehog, he's kind of like Mario in the way he jumps around, he's really punky like Sonic the Hedgehog is.
0: And he tries to be cool like Gex, but he's not.
1: Nobody's right. as cool as Gex.
0: Yeah, no, he he tries to. I didn't say he is as cool as Gex.
1: Gex was a James Bond lizard. You can't beat that.
0: What was the like tiki mask? I don't remember anything about Crash Bandicoot. When they're like a tiki mask. Well, that's my problem. Around the <sighs> mentor.
1: I see. I I feel like again. I don't want to keep bringing it back to animals, but we need to understand more about Bandicoots themselves to really understand some of the imagery that's going on in this game. All the things are mixed up. You're fighting like an evil. Sorcerer Not a sorcerer A scientist bad guy
0: Scientist yeah Right
1: the big head Which is sort of like Sonic 2 uh, But then there's also Tiki masks And you're picking up feathers And there's definitely like A beachy vibe to it And yet I think you're supposed to be In the Australian Outback Is where Bandicoots actually live
0: See Mario You're just going through A kingdom Trying to get your woman back Collecting coins
1: It's a classic story We've all and been you're there you're
0: going through pipes Because you're a plumber So you know pipes It's a, <laughs> You know It's rational all this bandicoot nonsense. I can't follow this. i <laughs> this nonsense.
1: I don't want to have to you. pick up a bestiary to be able to understand the off-the-wall references made by a Naughty Dog platformer from 1997.
0: Yeah, peaches and feathers and boulders you have to run from. What is, what is he doing out there? Get your metaphors
1: oh. straight, Naughty Dog. Yeah. Also, naughty nobody dog. runs in converses, all right? Put him in some track shoes.
0: I'll show him Crocs something. he has got to be comfy sure. out there. Well, he looks like a person that'd be wearing Crocs. He looks like one of those just people that'd be out there in the mall.
1: The thing I love so much about cartoon characters that have pants on but no shirt or shirts on and no pants.
0: Yeah, at least he has pants on. I think it looks like he's wearing socks too in some of these pictures. So
1: I can't tell if he has socks on or not. This is a uh, this is sockgate 2017.
0: So you're a video game reporter. Are I have no idea what's in this. Are all the games in this insane trilogy? What's in contained this insane trilogy. So,
1: there's... Okay, so like I said earlier, Crash Bandicoot has like a million games. There were mobile games. There were racing games. There was all these crazy games that came out Crash Bandicoot. This is just a trilogy of like the main ones in the series.
0: Okay, so yeah. it's just Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, people really... Well, all right, this is speaking for myself. 1 and 3 were... 1's the best, clearly. 3 was alright. What about 2? I don't really remember 2. <laughs> the thing is, that Crash, Crash Bandicoot's one of those series... Crash Bandicoot is that dude where when you think back about, like, the party the night before, and you're like, oh, yeah, he was there, wasn't he? And, like, nobody actually remembers anything he said or did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at all these games. I had every single one of them, and I don't remember anything about these games.
1: Yeah, so. pretty much. He's just like a giant palate cleanser. Crash Bandicoot is the sorbet of video games.
0: Oh, the sorbet. Yeah, I'm, I'm very games. classy,
1: so I like to but keep I'm like, my metaphors very... Hmm. <laughs> I'm
0: take some, I'll take some Crash Bandicoot with a little bit of the... 11 Sorbet, please.
1: Yes, right away, sir. That's Crash Bandicoot to me. Uh, I mean, Crash Bandicoot's making all these big waves. We can't remember anything that happened to him. I watched a video of gameplay from the new Mario, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, of literally walking around in a circle. That's what the gameplay was. And I was like, oh my god, I need to buy this game immediately. That's yes, the difference. Mario. It's Mario.
0: Mario's the most marketable <clears throat> character in video games of all time.
1: It's not even just his character. It's the gameplay and how they can keep just making... How do they keep innovating a thing that has existed for 35 years?
0: Cuz they only put one game out every 12 years. But they're
1: always like phenomenal.
0: They're, yeah, because you don't you're not oversaturating yourself and no one's getting I mean look if they released a new Crash Bandicoot people would probably be like, "Oh yeah, this is amazing." Nintendo just knows how to market their big name characters to something innovative every time they release something. And that's just how they stay above the game with those characters. And that's why you like Mario and you hate Crash Bandicoot. Well, not you. Well, me in particular. Right. I don't hate Crash Bandicoot. That's a strong word. I'm just like, whatever Crash
1: Bandicoot. That's kind of... Whatever.
0: I'm like my 13-year-old self with Crash Bandicoot. My mom's like, Crash Bandicoot's here. And I'm like, whatever. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Whatever. Good for Naughty Dog. I like Naughty Dog. Make your money.
1: It's sort of like when... One for them and one for us type of scenario. Except for their actual games are also fantastic hits, too. I mean, Uncharted is ridonculous.
0: They made the best game of all time.
1: Yeah, The Last of Us is fantastic.
0: I mean, they made the best game of all time, arguably. Yeah. So, they can do whatever they want. And if they want to make a remaster, even though I dislike remasters with everything in my being, go ahead. You let's, want to make money.
1: But let's say you make a remaster like this. it kills uh with money just drags in huge chunks of money and that can fund uh, a passion project in the future do you still have a problem with remasters if that's helping them
0: no not at all but i don't like remasters but if you're gonna put out new ips that are as good as the last of us and as good as uncharted when they came out then yeah keep doing it i just i don't know what other games we want we want to see remastered at this point
1: well, another game that is remastered is uh, Final Fantasy XII, a game that... Oh,
0: hooray!
1: We all know how much you love Final Fantasy.
0: Yeah, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> Look, for a lot of people, myself included, uh, Final Fantasy XII was sort of like... It's that forgotten game in like a huge franchise, right? Let's say the Temple of Doom of the Indiana Jones movies, where like some people think it's not as good, but the people who love it really love it.
0: Oh, the people that love it really love it. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, Final Fantasy XII has like, I don't want to call it a cult following because it seems a little bit bigger than a cult following, especially at this point, and to warrant, you know, a remake. But Final Fantasy XII has a following. It's also the least, it's almost the least Final Fantasy of the Final Fantasies. Maybe seven is, but.
0: So you're like playing an MMO, right? This is a, it's a single player MMO. I've been reading a lot about this game. (laughs) That's
1: such a funny way to describe it.
0: But that's what it is, though, right? It's what it
1: feels like. I mean, how do you have a single-play M- MMO that's contradictory? But it is kind of like that, yeah. It's just massive. I don't know how else to explain it. It's it's bigger than the other ones, both in its scale and its story and, like, the world that you're set in. And the uh, the side quests are just... You could play this game for 200 hours uh, before you finish the whole thing. And this was a game that was released in 2006, or 2005, yeah,
0: maybe, when it first came out. The differences are it's autosave, short loading times... And a 12-job character progression. Why do they call their classes jobs? Can you explain that to me?
1: I can try to explain it. I'm not sure if I have the exact answer. But when you invent something, you can kind of call it whatever you want to call it. This goes back to, like, Final Fantasy Two, Final Fantasy Three. It might have even have been the first one. And it's just the different types of things that they do. Back then, it was jobs. Somebody was, like, the worker. Somebody was the uh, the mage or whatever it was. And, it, like, it made sense, the context of that world that you were living in.
0: Uh, that makes sense. I that think makes it's just, sense. Now, I, when you put it like that, but now it's just changed the name, to classes. Just be like everyone else.
1: Uh, they could if they weren't Final Fantasy and they were the kings of what they do.
0: Well, it's because they like being weird.
1: <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> if you if you played any Final Fantasy, that is uh, hard to argue against.
0: They're the like real handsome nerd kid that just like dyed his hair purple because he wanted to, and everyone made fun of him. But he's just, and if he didn't dye his hair, he'd be perfect. He'd be perfect Everyone would love him But he dyes his hair anyway Just because yeah, I'm different okay. And I just want to be different That's what Final Fantasy is
1: It'd be like that If that kid was also A gajillionaire And was the best In the world At whatever he did I guess He's a
0: kajillionaire he's not the best In the world At everything He does Because he makes up Wild stories That no one can follow He brings in These crazy characters
1: Look alright A lot of them do have Completely banana stories I'd say Final Fantasy 7 Has the best story uh, Final Fantasy 12 Is like Star Wars It's so political and honestly, the story almost takes a backseat. Yeah, I mean, it's great. The story's good. The villain's a little weak, in my opinion, especially compared to some of the great
0: villains in the past. One pe- There's some great Final Fantasy villains.
1: Oh my god, I think Sephiroth is the greatest villain ever made by any... I'd say Sephiroth the Joker are like two of my favorite villains
0: ever. Well, you went with the list that everyone would go to. Who are other villains in Final Fantasy?
1: In Final Fantasy, Kefka is a great villain. Um Sin is a phenomenal villain.
0: Mm, I hear a lot of people talk about Sin. Yeah.
1: Sin is such it's a great villain because there's no famous. humanity to Sin. He's just a giant all he does, he's just a whale that kills things. That's it. He doesn't really have a motive. That's just what Sin does. And Sin is not even a thing. Sin is like a puppet of something else you find out at the end.
0: Oh, spoilers.
1: <laughs> Sorry, everybody, for that 17-year-old game.
0: God dang it. i am never listening to this podcast again. I'm turning you off.
1: Look, Final Fantasy is a rich, it's it's a hard series to jump into because of how prolific it is, and it's long. I would say if you are going to jump in, Final Fantasy XII is a weird one to jump in with, but this remaster sounds pretty awesome, and there's a lot of really cool new things in it. Uh, I had a chance, I didn't get to speak to him because he's Japanese, and I don't speak Japanese, and uh, if he speaks English, I don't. it's definitely not his first language, and it might have been a weird interview to have. But I did interview uh, the producer of Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, which is the upcoming remaster for Final Fantasy XII. Uh, His name is – I'm going to butcher this, and I apologize – Hiroyuki Kato. uh, He was the producer of the game, and I asked him pretty much – and this was easy for me. It's always easier to do an interview when you're a fan of what you're actually doing, and God knows that I'm not always a fan of the things that I'm interviewing – but he, he answered pretty much all my questions that I have um, and what I would hope people would be asking about the game. Like I asked him this get, look there's a popular game uh, it seems to be like I said it's a cult classic it gets more popular as time is going on and I was curious if the game's longevity uh, is influencing the decision for them to remaster because you know they've announced Final Fantasy 7 as well which is like the game in Final Fantasy right. and one of the the highest selling games of all time and obviously i mean like yes that did play in is what he said he said longevity is one of the reasons that we have decided the title uh the uniqueness of this title such as the world of ivelisse which is a a world that they made up outside of final fantasy and got kind of worked into it so it, it's not really in the line of final fantasy the way that a lot of other ones are but it, he goes on to say, it has its own culture, its own races, its history, its religion, a political situation that we created in great detail, which they did. Uh, the Gambit System, which is like the overdrives for this game, which creates a comfortable real time party battle, uh, still stand against the test of time. I agree with everything that he says, and it's one of the reasons why I still love Final Fantasy XII so much, and I'm so excited about this remaster.
0: What establishes this world, Avalis, or whatever it was named? Evilis. 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 What establishes. What- makes it stand out compared to the other worlds that you played in different Final Fantasies. Okay,
1: so numerous things. Not only is the level design just astonishingly beautiful, the races of animals that they make, the different types of class... I mean, the class system really is a part of this game. You are a street rat when you start. You're like Aladdin. Um, and you're being oppressed by a, a new empire that has come in, wiped out your homeland, killed your brother and you are trying to find your way as a street rat stealing from these new imperials that are running your place and you are surrounded by pigmen and by these like awesome dragon lizard guys with like tufty hair you're basically a courier and you work for like this kindly guy who's sort of in the pocket of the empire as far as you know so you're kind of pushing back against him it's a game that deals with racism uh there's a lot of political issues that are addressed in this game that other final fantasies do not
0: address other Final Fantasies don't have lizard people and cat woman that are kind of attractive.
1: She Why, is a bunny or, woman, and she is bunny very attractive.
0: woman, sorry, bunny woman, like,
1: you know, Lola Bunny. Exactly.
0: attractive woman in Sp- uh, Space Jam. Why are there animal people in this game and that other games? So,
1: I think it's because it was designed originally as a different game outside of the Final Fantasy banner. And it, there was, like, a, a novel written, like, set in this world, basically, by the developers who did it. I mean, they went all in on designing this game to be a different world. And I think... Look, all the Final Fantasies do that, and they all pretty much nail it. This one really nails it, and it really felt like... Look, it starts off with like a two-hour like movie to like set up the world that you're in. They did their homework on this game. You really feel like you're an Evelisse. Oh, uh,
0: but in. that's why I hate Final Fantasy... Well, not hate. Okay, I need to stop using that word. My mom says that word is too strong. <laughs> that's why I'm lukewarm about the Final Fantasy series... And that's why I love Final Fantasy, what was it, 15 that just came out? I really enjoyed that. Was that the one that just came out recently? Yes, with the
1: four guys in a car. Oh, that
0: bromance was fantastic. I loved it. But it's these movies that I have to sit through.
1: But that's part of the fun of playing a Final Fantasy game. it's
0: not fun. I don't want to sit through a two-hour movie, 15 minutes of gameplay, three-hour movie, 20 minutes of gameplay. Is this one broken up a little better where I'm playing a lot of the game before it cuts to a five-hour movie.
1: Big time in this one. I would say this one, I haven't played Final Fantasy 15, but I would say that this one more than any, you would really hate Final Fantasy X. Because Final Fantasy X, you're basically watching a movie, and every once in a while you get to walk around. I love that, and it was my favorite part about it, why 10 might be my favorite. But 12 is big, big movie cutscene, and then you are on your own for a long time, and this game does not hold your hand the the uh-huh. learning curve you start off and it is hard like you get game overs in the first two hours of playing this game
0: like most yeah Japanese uh, role-playing games but it's just I- so he talks a little. You also talk with them a mm-hmm. little bit about the new features. Yes, what, can you expand on that? What are you excited about with this one compared to this? What the most people,
1: you're right? What most people are excited about because a lot of people did not like this that much in the original one. There is a new system, a character development system, and it's called the Zodiac Job System. Uh, so this is much different. It's like you were just talking about classes. It's that classic uh, job system or class system for Final Fantasy. What used to be in the game was the license board i didn't hate the lunches license board but i also didn't love it uh the license board is just a little bit different in this one licenses are basically you have to earn up license points in order to get new material then get that license point before you buy it so you can equip it so it's sort of a lot of hoops to jump through to get stuff
0: I know uh, exactly what you're talking about right now
1: do basically. you yeah you're totally with me so, this one's a little bit different. Uh, he explains that the player can choose two jobs per character and develop each character from there. Armor and weapon that can be equipped and abilities such as magic and skills that can be used will differ per job, so you can enjoy play styles and strategies that differ per the combination of jobs that the player decides to use, uh, such as compensating for the weakness of certain jobs or specializing in magic attacks. Uh, it's I a like different. That. Yeah, it's great. It's a different form of customization. It's also a huge overhaul. That is not a small tweak.
0: Yeah, that's big. I kind of like you can play two classes yeah. or two jobs. Sorry. How dare you? Sorry, Final Fantasy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, uh, I like that.
1: This is not just a remaster. You know, like they, they redid this game. He, uh, uh, Kato-san goes on to say the reconstruction of the battle system is a huge part. Uh, the battle system for me was the best part of Final Fantasy 10, uh, 12. Uh, the battle design has been reconstructed from the original Final Fantasy XII it was reconstructed by the man who used to be in charge uh, of the battle design in the numbered Final Fantasy titles so a guy who really knows what he's doing um, we have enhanced the strategy against monsters items sold at shops items found in treasure boxes and the overall enjoyment of exploring the map as well the original game was designed in a way that you would not be able to obtain the Zodiac Spear which is pretty much like the ultimate weapon in the game if you did not take the necessary steps but we do not have that system in this game anymore the Zodiac Spear is difficult to get but you'll be able to get it if you work hard for it, that's yes, intriguing. Yeah, a lot of people happy about that. Oh my god! I spent this is what seventeen year old me spending ten hours, not that much time, but a lot of time trying to get that stupid spear.
0: Did you get it? I did get. Of course, I got it. Did I get it? I'm glad you got it. Congratulations.
1: Perhaps all right. This is gonna get you super nerdy. So get ready for this. Perhaps the most exciting thing that he said. All right, everyone who's played Final Fantasy Seven or Final Fantasy Twelve knows that the strongest enemy in the game is Yasmin. Yasmit is a giant dragon monster who takes literally, this is an exaggeration, at least 12 hours of gameplay time to take down. That's how much HP he has. Well, guess what, fans of Final Fantasy XII? There will be opponents that are stronger than Yasmit in the Ultimate Remaster.
0: How do you, how do you, oh, I guess you pause. You can pause Mm mid-battle.
1: Yeah, you can pop out and save and it'll like, it'll keep where it is. But that's what you have to do. A 12-hour battle? Look it up. Look at speed runs. I think the fastest someone can do it is an hour, but that's kind of like tweaking the system a little bit. That's literally real, the fastest you can beat this thing.
0: Real life hours, or is this video game hours?
1: Real life hours.
0: So why?
1: So you can say that you did it.
0: But what is it? A mandatory person? You have to be?
1: No, not at all. It's completely optional.
0: Oh, okay. That's not that bad then.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's just I'm right in the middle of game. the game you have to do this 12-hour well, boss I th- fight. I thought it was
0: like an end battle that you had to be, I'd go do this 12-hour battle to complete the game. And I'd be like, oh, no.
1: That would no be play. some balls by a game developer.
0: Well, that's so cool. If you want to do that, go ahead. You nerd. <laughs> you nerds. Oh, man. This is
1: uh, – we should post this entire interview because it's so great. There's so many wonderful things in here for fans of the game, unlike you who just poo-poo on everything. Uh, another critique of the game was that, you know, Vaughn, Vaughn's the main character. He's your typical Japanese emo main character. Though he has a reason to be. I mean, his home was taken away from him. He's... Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers for the beginning of the game. Uh, look, so people critique the game for saying that he wasn't the main character. I asked him about that. Um, and he said, I mean, basically what... The game really is. All six characters are the protagonists of the story. They're kind of leaning into that with this. Uh, He said you will also be able to get a glimpse of the drama from the people who are living in Ivalice through the many sub-events in this game, including mob hunts. Uh, So in another way, it can be said that each person living in the world of Ivalice are also the protagonists of this game. That is ambitious. We have implemented many useful features, such as the auto-save functionality and high-speed mode with this HD remaster, so please enjoy not only the main storyline, but the sub-events as well. Look, he needs to say that it's his game. But at the same time, like I said earlier, again, I'm repeating myself, this game has so much outside of the main story. Not only 12-hour boss fights, but <laughs> multiple hunts, different secret monsters, secret paths that you go in, completely different sections of the map that you wouldn't find unless you knew where to look.
0: Yeah, it's a single-player MMO. Wait, what is the complaint about Vaughn? So, with he too bland?
1: No, it's not even the character himself. It's more just that he doesn't... People who say this are stupid, by the way, and I can tell you why they're stupid, uh, that he doesn't have a connection to the story as strong of a way as the other characters in the story do, right? One of them is the princess of the deposed empire. One of them is a a guy who everyone thought assassinated the king. This is a spoiler. Spoiler. Don't, don't spoil it. Okay. One guy is uh, like, a, like a war criminal, I guess, is the okay. best way to describe him. Another guy is a sky pirate who keeps saying that he's the main character over and over and over again. He's my favorite by far. And then there's Vaughn, and people think that Vaughn is just kind of there along for the ride. The problem with that is is that the game literally is tail-ended or at least it opens with Vaughn's brother being killed and then Vaughn being alone and having to find his own way. Vaughn is a young man, he's like 15, and he's trying to find his way without family. He's an orphan and he lives in the street and uh-huh. he lives in the gutters. And Vaughn uh-huh. is he's sort of like our surrogate. He's the player. You're a newcomer in this new world. And you're trying to find your way. But he's also a sad, tragic character. And the people who mm-hmm. don't get that, I feel bad for them. Because Vaughn should be the main character.
0: Yeah, that's sad. He's like Peter Parker.
1: He's exactly like Peter Parker. Also, Tom Aww. Holland plays him.
0: Aww. <laughs> is, is, is Marissa Tomei in it? Because I'd buy the game right now if Marissa Tomei's in it. I'll
1: buy anything with Marissa Tomei in
0: it. I'd buy garbage if Marissa Tomei was in it.
1: Like, If, if she Marissa... would never
0: be in garbage, I apologize for even a, so saying that. I'm sorry. Are you Got saying literal it, but, garbage
1: that Marissa Tomei would never be found in a dumpster?
0: No, never. She's an angel. She's an angel amongst peons. I don't you're so You're kind of selling me on it.
1: You're kind of selling me. Good, I'm you. glad. It helps when you can hear it straight from the guys who are making it. Look, they have improved visual experiences which everyone expects ex- uh ex- Expected Jesus. Improved sound expressiveness. They have improvement to the play experiences. They've greatly reduced the loading time in the title. What I think is great is they don't still have a stupid inverted camera anymore, which is the one thing that drove me crazy about the game. The cutscenes are even more beautiful than they used to be. You know, there's just a lot going on in this. It's not just a simple remaster, and it's what you'd expect from Square. Square's not just going to repackage the same old crap. It's why Final Fantasy VII has been taking so long to remaster. They're not just going to be like, oh, here's the game, but now it's in HD.
0: Yay, Final Fantasy VII Remastered. I'm excited for that. Yeah, but maybe maybe when Final Fantasy XII goes on sale, I'll pick it up.
1: Look, I recommend it. Clearly, I'm biased because I'm a huge fan. But it, you should give it a chance. And it is a fun one to start with for Final Fantasy. Just because, look, if you like this one, then... Actually, no, that's a stupid thing to say. If you like this one, there's no indication if you like the other ones. If you play Final Fantasy IX, then you'll know if you love all the other ones.
0: Final Fantasy IX is the one with all the... Cutscenes.
1: no that's 10 uh but final fantasy 9 is like the most final fantasy of the final fantasies
0: which final fantasy 9 is that the one with the three it's the it's monkey guy
1: the monkey guy is the main character there's like a chicken orange pants there's like the black mage do you know who vivi is the black mage is like the iconic that's black mage
0: it's racist final <laughs> fantasy 9 <IX. laughs> oh this is the one okay Alright, this is the one I've always wanted to play, that people always talk about.
1: Uh, it's the next game on my list of games to play,
0: so... I guess it's very underrated.
1: It's great, and it's hard. It is one of those games that's like easy, 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 and then just kicks
0: your ass. I think I might have mistaken... No, people love Final Fantasy twelve too. Never mind, okay, maybe there's a lot of good Final Fantasies.
1: You need to step your old Final Fantasy game up
0: have you ever played the Sudokan series
1: Sudokan Sudokan i've not <laughs> okay
0: all right you should check those out those are pretty cool i, I played the first one i'm about to play the second one It's similar like party based system J- japanese rpg i love older, that stuff um turn base so I-, I found it on the playstation store on my ps3 so since you don't have a PlayStation 4 and you probably have a PlayStation 3, you can probably play them.
1: I wish I had a PlayStation 3. I haven't had a PlayStation since the PlayStation 2.
0: You don't have a PlayStation 3 either?
1: No, man. Xbox for life.
0: Oh, wow. Wow, I didn't know that.
1: I actually don't feel I, that way at all. I have no brand affiliation for any brands ever. I think people who have, like, brand loyalty are idiots. Unless you own stock in the company.
0: I buy all of them because I'm a real gamer. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a... Um, fake gamer that complains about one company or the other. I love the competition between the two companies because that means the games are going to be better. Right, that's exactly what so, everyone should think. I bet them all. I have a Switch. Three, six or <laughs> What generation are we in? I have a Switch, an Xbox One, and a PlayStation 4.
1: Look at you. Hardcore gamer. Yeah, Where, how are you affording my... all of this? This is my question to a lot of gamers. Anyone out there, please answer this question for me. How do you afford all of these games and these systems?
0: How do everyone... One on my dating apps that I use for the travel every goddamn place. That is a great question. Across the country. Yeah, there we go. And how do people afford to live in San Francisco when they're working a $30,000 a year job? So that's where my money goes to. Rather than having rich experiences, rather than having a girlfriend, (laughs) my money goes to video games.
1: So she can't hear me.
0: I wish I could spend more money on video games instead of my girlfriend. You have a very nice girlfriend.
1: I know. I take that back. She's wonderful.
0: She's very sweet.
1: I've told her like the last five podcasts. I'm like, oh, you're in this one.
0: Oh, you're such a nice boyfriend.
1: I do it because it's the only way she'll listen to him. A little bit of other news this week, and this one was shocking to me. Um, I haven't followed this game as much as you have, but Cuphead, the most beautiful game I've ever seen in my freaking life, is an ex... It looks amazing. It's like playing a Disney cartoon from the 30s. Uh, Cuphead is exclusively going to be on xbox and pc no ps4
0: no ps4 which is strange because there is always that just watching this development i always had thought it was going to be released originally it was announced for an xbox one exclusive mm-hmm. and then it was re- announced as a pc exclusive or not exclusive but it was coming to the pc as well right and then they were talking and then you know there was everyone was thinking that it was going to come for a P ps4 as well Then all of a sudden they're like nope no ps4 just xbox and pc which is, I, don't, I think it's a win for the Xbox One. I'm going to count it as a big a win for an Xbox One, so good for them. They needed one.
1: Seriously. Well, that was my that was my point I was going to make, is that PS4 has just been crushing the exclusives lately, um, with Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, Nintendo's had a few, too. I mean, Breath of the Wild, which is probably going to be Game of the Year, unless something crazy happens. That's only on the Nintendo. Like, Xbox needed something. Uh, let's see if the game actually comes out at some point. It was announced in 2014. Was it 2014? 2014 at E3 they announced it.
0: Man, I thought it was like 2010 they announced this game. It seems like it's been that long. Um, but yeah, it seems like, I think for sure it's coming out in September. I don't think we're, we're going to have to wait for that.
1: This would have been the perfect time to drop a release date. Oh, wait, wait, wait hold on. Sorry, I, I Sep- apologize. We do have a release date. It's September yeah, 29th. You're right.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, th- I think that was came out at E3, mm-hmm. the release date. But this was just recently, GameSpot reported this on July 5th that it's going to be a PS4, no PS4 version at all. So that's kind of upsetting because I know a lot of people that have a PS4 that didn't buy an Xbox One because of the lack of exclusives, so mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to play this. But I don't know if it's going to be a game that's going to get people excited enough to go out to buy an Xbox One X.
1: We're talking all about, I don't know if anyone wants to buy an Xbox One X. I haven't heard anybody like, oh, I'm going to be there day of. But Bill it's funny. Spencer. <laughs> he has to buy one
0: <laughs> he's really excited about it so
1: he reminds me of a uh, uh, steve bomber the owner of the clippers where he's just like <laughs> overly excited about everything
0: yeah like i wonder if he's gonna buy all the cup heads just so it could be- go as number one just like with this jay-z album how sprint bought up like all the 444 albums and right. they were like oh it was platinum. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, like, how it's platinum yeah he, had, he took that picture there. before it was even released
0: yeah, it's like, well, how did you do this? And then you look it up, and it's like, oh, Sprint bought all these copies.
1: Oh, you lied. That's how you did it. Is, is a platformer enough to save? I mean, okay, the system doesn't need saving, but, I mean, it'd be a big win in a slow year. Can a platformer do that? We're talking so much about platformers this week. Cuphead's a platformer. Is Yeah,
0: 2017, and we still keep getting these platformers.
1: I'm telling you, man, nostalgia. We're all just going back to 1997.
0: I don't think this is nostalgic. I think this is just it, – it seems like it's a new, new type of idea – that's using art as a reference point, which is something that I think video games excel at. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I'm excited to see this. Um, I don't. It's not like a remake or anything, so I don't think we should put it in the same realm, realm as that.
1: Two things are true. A Yes, it absolutely is a new game. The art is stunning. It's moving in an artistic direction, but it is still a platformer, and it also kind of feels like a deal. It sounds like a, it seems like an Xbox Live game more than like an actual big market release to me.
0: Ooh. Ooh, shots fired. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's different because I'm cheating a little bit because I'm going off of the original uh, release when it was announced only as a boss-only fight game. So in that regard, it was really different. Long, long ago. Long, long ago. And then, you know, we talked about it in the past p- podcast. People complained, and then they changed up their whole development mm-hmm. of the game. So I don't... Uh, I uh, i not I don't think we could call it an Xbox Live title because it just seems like it's... Is it going to be $60? That's
1: that's my question to you. That's kind of why I brought this up. Does it, it, it does not feel like a $60 game to me.
0: No. I'm so confused about this game because I want to love it so much and I don't want to say anything negative about it. Yeah. But, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a $20 release.
1: Is that enough to save a system? I mean... No. It doesn't feel big enough. It doesn't feel big enough to me. It seems like I'm trying not to make this comparison. but It's the only one that keeps popping in my head. It feels like Super Meat Boy to me. That's the type of game it feels like. Like this awesome little game that will catch on with people, but it's not not a blockbuster.
0: As you're breaking it down, I'm slowly starting to agree with you. As much as I hate saying that it's not that big of a game.
1: I want it to be.
0: I think it's I'm torn because the development cycle took so much right that I'm thinking that it's just gonna be this giant just this giant behemoth of a game. But I can't I can't fight you on that. I don't think it's enough to sell an Xbox one. <sighs> it's a win for them because they're getting a very cool exclusive.
1: Right. But it's well,
0: still nothing to really motivate people to have them buy an Xbox to go out and get one. Like I really need this twenty dollar title.
1: This isn't the Phil Spencer come out, like, <laughs> with the Mission Accomplished banner on the side of a... No,
0: no, absolutely not. And I'm, I'm struggling with this, saying this as well, because I'm looking at these pictures of you fighting a cigarette with devil eh. horns and bat wings, and that's, that's beautiful.
1: It looks amazing. Like, I want to live in the world that these guys have oh, developed, you know? Gosh.
0: It, yeah, it looks so good. I was thinking of the other...
1: uh, So the other day, I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. I want to. It's enough to make me want to buy a PS4, which I need to do anyway. But video games make these... They make the best worlds. Maybe the stories aren't as strong, obviously, as a lot of movies. I think some of them are. But the worlds that video games create and the artistry of these guys who are making them, I think, is beyond the other mediums at the moment. I think video games is the forefront of the most imaginative, thoughtful world building of any of... The major media producers at the moment.
0: Well, I think you're right because it's easier to build, well, not easier, but building a world around a 40 hour game is easier. Well, look at, for example, John Wick. I know that's a bad example, but that world to me is one of the best movie worlds I've seen in a long time, where the whole assassin and everything behind it. But look how it took two movies for us to build up to that point. right And the second movie, I think, dipped a lot in value because they had to spend a lot of time basically explaining the world. Whereas video games, you're getting the world explained to you as you're going through these different missions and progressing through to towards the end. So I think in that regard, video games have movies beat by so much. It's the, so much. Yeah,
1: it's the interactive quality too, you know. You live in a video game world, you're not just passively observing it.
0: Right, right. And it's, it feels like you're living, you're progressing, you're maturing through this world yourself. Right. Rather than just viewing someone go through the changes.
1: All right. Let's try our newest segment: Guess that character.
0: Do we have Steve Harvey on call? Is he on, on his way to ask us the questions?
1: We need Steve Harvey. The world Steve needs Harvey? Steve Harvey. All right. Let's play Guess that character. Eddie, you want to go I first? Don't like that name. No, you we don't need a we need a
0: better one. That name. I'll go first. All right. Okay, I think it checkers the black piece goes first, so I'll go first. <laughs> Where do we start? What are, what are we betting on this?
1: Oh, God. Yeah, that would make it more interesting, wouldn't it?
0: Actually, let's just, you know what? This is our first time, so we'll start really easy. Okay. And then at the <clears> next one, we'll put, like, something on it.
1: I tell you what, I know something to do. If, uh, we don't have to do this this time. I have to play or watch something that you love that I hate, and you have to play or watch something that I love and you hate. I love that. Right. Yeah, that's a great idea. Solid.
0: Okay, so my first one. Dun, 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 dun. This man is a middle-aged blue-collar worker. He's never been able to settle down because his girlfriend or partner is always being kidnapped. He's resilient, he's adaptable, adaptable to various situations, and he loves to jump. Who is this character?
1: I think I got it already. That hey, listen, was an easy easy start. I gave
0: you an easy one. I
1: gave you a handoff. We got to start off easy. That's Mario.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Woo! Yeah! Bing! Bing!
1: Bing! 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 Yeah, one for one. One for one.
0: All right. What you got?
1: <clears throat> I'm gonna start off easy too. Okay. Okay. This would be funny. We're probably gonna end up picking some of the same characters. <clears throat> My character was raised in the forest. He has a very talkative companion. He is an expert archer, and he is very good. Nice. Well done. Well yeah. done. You even got the link yeah. that I was thinking of.
0: Yeah. Give give me that. Give
1: it's me easy, that. man. I'm telling you, we gotta get a little bit harder.
0: Yeah. Well this first one's easy. We'll get harder. We'll yeah. get harder. Alright. This one's a little I don't know if it's hard. am it's kinda of vague. It's a teenager raised by a single mother who embarks on a life changing mission at a very early age. Oh my god. He leaves everything behind to become the best. The best. <sighs> he is helped he's aided by little monsters on his way. To complete his journey of becoming the best.
1: Oh, God, thank you. He was raised by a single mother. Uh, it is Ash from Pokemon.
0: Yes. Woo! I believe that his, his father's never touched upon in the series. I just remember playing that first. You never see his father.
1: No, I just remember Professor Oak. I didn't realize it's such a dark backstory for Pokemon. Yeah, I went there. The whole game's kind of dark when you think about it. He's going around capturing monsters, leaving them in balls, making them fight each other to death.
0: Yeah, it, it is very dark. It's fantastic, fantastic game. You could get, if someone could do a live action version of Pokemon, you could make that the darkest universe of all time. I
1: want an R rated Pokemon film.
0: Okay. All right, you're two for two, man. You're doing well.
1: I'm killing it. You're giving me really easy ones. I have a couple, and I want to keep it. All right, I'm going to keep it a little easy, but not super easy. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this is a character who walks around in sneakers. His biggest villain is a anthropomorphized duck who is royalty this is a character who doesn't blow this character does not blow that's a hint
0: huh oh kirby
1: nice well done
0: i didn't know kirby had sneakers that kind of threw me off kirby
1: wears sneakers yeah of course he wears sneakers
0: uh, does kirby wear those are slippers bro those aren't sneakers
1: bro if they are slippers they are slippers that look like sneakers
0: are those slippers
1: no or, they're I mean, sneakers. Are
0: sneakers they have oh. sneakers look at
1: kirby right now
0: i'm looking at pictures of, there are no laces there are no those are at most house slippers he could even be considered barefoot because you don't even know if kirby has toes
1: <laughs> that's a great question actually
0: yeah all right. I don't know. i
1: gave bad clues and you still got it
0: i'm calling shenanigans on yours. all
1: right follow up follow up do you know the name of Kirby's villain without looking it up?
0: King Dede.
1: <sighs> well done. That was impressive. Yeah.
0: I did not look that up either. I you're, had
1: not think about it. You're technically not correct, but you're close enough. It's it's DDD.
0: Oh, DDD. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Still pretty good. He's the weirdest villain. Just uh, He wears villain. slippers and a robe, too. He's just a duck or a penguin in slippers and a robe with a giant mallet. I, it's awesome,
0: though. Those 2D platformers had, like, Bowser, Donkey Kong... Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, man. did it. I mean, we had a lot of good 2D bosses. This is
1: why I'm excited about Cuphead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to get some, like, cigarette bosses. All right.
1: We're both two for two. This is a pretty – it's a tight battle.
0: I know. This one's a little ambiguous, but you have to get this one. All right. Light on me. He is a mercenary. Falls in love and begins to change his life. When we first meet him, he's cocky and arrogant and as he slowly falls in love with this other character he slowly begins to change into a heartwarming compassionate person suffers from amnesia but slowly starts but as he slowly gets his memory back it makes him a better person that's it, very very
1: i think i got it the thing is i don't think i have played these games so this is a shot Uh-oh, in the dark you're often. is it agent 47
0: no Ugh. no no, I should have been, and I could be off. You might yell at me right now. Uh, I'll give you another guess. It's okay. From one of your most beloved franchises and your favorite game of all time.
1: Oh my God, Cloud from Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Yeah. He de- He is a mercenary. Yeah. Oh my God, that was really well done, actually. What were your What were your clues? So I can recap it. He was a mercenary. He-, he falls in
0: love, and it begins to change his life. When we first meet him, he's very arrogant and cocky. But as we slowly, as he slowly begins to fall in love with this person, he becomes more compassionate. And yeah. um, he suffers from amnesia, but slowly starts to regain his memory, and as he regains his memory, he becomes a better person.
1: How did you learn all this? You were just researching Cloud Strife?
0: Um, I did. I kind of remembered Cloud, and then I kind of went into his Wikipedia.
1: You're touching all three discs of Final Fantasy VII and character development right now.
0: I'm very good at... Um, Skimming over articles and writing reviews, over, or not writing reviews, <laughs> writing synopsis over them because nice. of college. Everyone yeah. go to college.
1: Everyone go to college. If there's one takeaway from our podcast, it's to go to college and that Steve Harvey is not a very good comedian. No. Those two things. That's pretty much what we're all about.
0: He's no Bernie Mac. Let me tell you that. Hey,
1: this isn't, this isn't bull crap. I love Bernie Mac.
0: No, Bernie Mac is my favorite comedian of all time.
1: You all make Mr. Jackson 3000 and you get a pass for life. I love that movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway, milk and cookies. So, yeah, I love Bernie Um So, yeah, good job. It took you two, guess, two guesses, but, yeah, you got Cloud Strife. So right. you went two and
1: a half out of three. All right, deal. Uh, all right, this is for all the marbles then.
0: All right, let me go.
1: You ready? <clears throat> this is a character who started off his career as a villain. He is a character who does not appear as a protagonist in every game in his series. Donkey Kong.
0: Wow. How? That fast? Donkey Kong. Ah,
1: well done. I'll give it to you. Yeah. I was trying to keep them yeah. as vague as, po- as possible.
0: Yeah, it, 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 you suck with Nintendo, so I kind
1: of like... <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was, I was three for three Nintendo. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was two for three Nintendo. Nintendo has all the characters,
1: man. They got they the see. most recognizable characters. The thing was, I wanted to keep this where anyone listening would know the characters. I don't want to get super deep into it, like a six-string Final Fantasy character.
0: I'll let you finish next time. I didn't realize that we're doing it for our audience. I thought we were doing it for ourselves No, so I
1: I generally let you finish cuz I didn't know the answer until you were done. Oh,
0: okay. I'll let you finish next time. That's all I ask, all right? All right, I'm sorry. All right. I'm well,
1: sorry. well done. You get the crown. Um Thank you. Round of applause. We'll,
0: we'll start next time. We'll start next time. It's
1: getting real next
0: time. you, west. <laughs> I would, I would actually make you go find a. I don't think you would be able to. I would make you go find a copy of Alpha Protocol, so you could play that through just one time.
1: I'm gonna make you sing a Dwight Yoakam song.
0: Who the hell is a Dwight Yoakam? Yeah,
1: that's exactly what I wanted.
0: What is a Dwight Yoakam?
1: Well, you're gonna find out if you lose next time.
0: He's a. He wears cowboy hats, so sure does. All right. He wears cowboy hats and he looks like a racist. So, sorry, Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> no, no, I don't know you. I apologize. You don't look like a racist.
1: That's I, I ironically I like the most racist thing you could have said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was very racist of me. I'm sorry, Dwight Nocum. Yoakum, How dare you? Whatever your name is. Uh, oh, man. I just watched a movie with this guy in it this weekend.
1: Yeah, he's an actor. Wait, what movie yeah, did you watch with Dwight I just watched
0: Panic Room with him.
1: Love yeah, that movie. Got,
0: yeah, he was he was hella good in that movie.
1: Good All old right. Dwight Dwighty Dwight Yoakam,
0: the at yokster go. That was fun. I like that. I like that segment. It was a good game. I like that segment. We should bring it back. It's coming that, back. Readings.
1: We're slowly accumulating a lot of different segments
0: that we can work in. Yeah, we're like the Jimmy Fallon a podcast.
1: Uh, never say that again.
0: We're like the Jimmy Fallon a podcast. Oh,
1: okay. And you just went ahead and said it again. I like Jimmy. So do I. You know what? I, I actually like, like Jimmy Fallon a little bit more every week. In this turbulent times that we live in, Jimmy Fallon. You can turn him on and just turn your mind off, man.
0: Yeah. He's, you know, he doesn't talk about Trump. He doesn't talk about anything that's going on with Russia.
1: <laughs> is it it's weird? Nice
0: to t- turn that off for a little bit.
1: It's more, it's like more punk rock to not talk about Trump at this point than it is to talk about, Trump. everyone talks about Trump.
0: I'm going to make a game about Trump. <laughs> it it was sells so well. Think about it.
1: Trump's or ladders?
0: Dude, Trump is like what's selling right now. Yeah. All you got to do is put Trump on something and you'll sell.
1: God, that's a great point. How is there not a game about Trump yet?
0: I don't know. I would put Trump and Cuphead. He was old. He was old back then in 1920. How old is he? 500. So he'd be good <laughs> back then. So. He just
1: flies around in one of those like cloud helicopters, like at the end of uh, Super Mario.
0: Yeah, you put him and Hillary on there. It looks like one's red, one's blue. Just put their faces over there. There we go.
1: You just made a million dollars for somebody listening.
0: <laughs> That's what I do. Make <laughs> people money.
1: <laughs> I'm an idea man.
0: <laughs> That's what I do. Oh my gosh. So. All right.
1: All right. Well, a huge thanks to uh, the producers and the developers. Uh, Hold up.
0: Hold up. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold up. Hold up. Before we get into our thank yous, you had a big week, Pat.
1: We want to talk about this?
0: Are you officially in the Marvel Universe
1: now? So I'm going to break the news here. Uh, I'm replacing Paul Rudd as uh, (laughs) Ant-Man, basically because I don't think people would be able to tell the difference if I stepped in for Paul Rudd.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true.
1: I I get Paul Rudd more than anybody else. Paul Rudd is 30 years older than me. Well, maybe not that. He's at least 20 years older than me. And I get him more than any other actor in Hollywood. Really? All the time. Since I was 20 years old.
0: I can see it. I love me some Paul Rudd.
1: Everybody loves Paul Rudd. It could be a worse person to be compared to, I guess. He's the best, man. Anyway, to get back to your initial question, um, this week, in case you don't follow me on Twitter, which you should if you love retweeted Yankees gifts and a whole bunch of dumb stuff about what I'm eating. I was lucky enough to go down to uh, Marvel Universe Live, which is a touring stage show of the Marvel Universe, which is amazing, by the way. Go see the show when it comes through your hometown. It's uh, up in the Bay Area in two weeks, Eddie. You should go see it. Um, mm. Anyway, I got to go backstage and kind of see how they made it. Um, I got to try on a couple of the costumes. I got to lift the, uh, the Monair, the uh, the Thor's hammer. Um, and I got to fight Spider-Man and the Wasp. Really? Well, At the same time? No, they they taught me how to fight, and then I fought at Chitari. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm pretty much in The Avengers now.
0: Is Disney on Ice a fair comparison?
1: Oh, man. Disney on Ice is an American institution. Uh, I'm, I think... I'm
0: looking at a lot of the pictures. I'm seeing Sterling K. Brown, one of my favorite actors. He's Ooh. there with his son.
1: Yeah, he was there on uh, Saturday.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of actors and actresses there with there were kids. indeed so is it like a Disney on ice or is it something that a single man like myself who doesn't have any kids would I enjoy it
1: it is for everybody who is a fan of the Marvel Universe but it's definitely it's skews towards kids it's a whole bunch of guys in costumes running around punching each other
0: Look, sounds entertaining
1: it is entertaining I urge everyone yeah. to go and do it and if you feel like laughing at me read my article about it why not on the Hollywood oh, I Reporter keep, I
0: Plugged your article without knowing I was plugging your article. I'm looking at it right now. First thing that comes up when you go Google Marvel Universe Live. Is it really? It's one of the first stories. The Look Hollywood at me. I'm looking at you um, fight some guy with a ponytail right now.
1: Uh, am I allowed to thank people yet or are you going to yell at me? Yeah,
0: go ahead. I'm, I just wanted you to plug Marvel Universe
1: Life. Uh, It should be plugged because it's awesome. Uh, Thank you again to the producers of Final Fantasy XII and everyone on that team. Zodiac Age, it is available on the 11th, which is two days from when I'm recording this. So on Tuesday, pick it up and play it. It is one of my favorite games. The remaster sounds amazing by all accounts. I'm going to buy a PS4 so I can play it. Thank you to my co-host, Edmund Arnold, for being the best co-host in the whole darn world.
0: Oh, Thank you. You're welcome,
1: man. So thank you, everyone who's listening.
0: Um, Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review. If you're listening, um, leave a comment on SoundCloud. Let us know what you think. Thank you to everyone who's been listening weekly. We will address your comments. Um, I don't have corrections this week. I just want to apologize for tying up bashing on Sony mascots last week. I think we kind of left a lot of out people. <laughs> I think we left out, like, Cole McGrath from the Infamous series. We uh-huh. left out Nathan Drake. Ooh. So they do have some good some good mascots. I just don't think that they do a well enough job at marketing it across to everyone.
1: I agree. PlayStation is like the MLB of the
0: video game world.
1: You have all these stars, and you're not pushing them forward enough. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe, listen, like. Share, share it. Share it as much as possible. If you don't do anything else, just share it. I don't care yeah, if you share it. if you want to be like this is the worst podcast I've ever heard in my life. If you share it, then I don't care if you do that.
0: Yeah, and give us feedback, please. Um, even if it's complaints. This is the internet. We know that you are all raging about something.
1: You know, so. you know, you've made it if you get complaints.
0: I heard someone. I saw on Reddit someone complain about her name last week. Ah, so,
1: making yeah. it. That's how you make it. a good it.
0: point, too. They were like, it should be called Namekian versus Saiyan.
1: I thought that, too. That's so funny that somebody brought that up finally.
0: I don't know. if Namek versus Saiyan just sounds better than Namekian verse Saiyan.
1: Namekian is a mouthful. That's what the problem is.
0: Yeah, I know. And then people would be like, what the hell is this? Right.
1: Well, yeah. as a Namekian, I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, thank you, everybody.
0: As a Namekian? No. Because Pat is a Saiyan. i no, no, will say not. thank you. I love you. Goodbye. So video good.
1: It bothers me that nobody's mentioned it, I Yeah!